Are you interested in learning skills to tackle a specific problem in your school, district, or local union? Consider applying for an OEA Empowerment Academy to receive the support you need to take action. Details at grow.oregoned.org. You're listening to OEA Grow, a member-led production of the Oregon Education Association and a proud member of the Labor Radio Podcast Network. OEA Grow is by members for members. In Season 8, we're all in this together with Beth Aidlaw. Hello, and welcome to Season 8 OEA Grow podcast, where we focus on connections in education that support student success. I'm your host, Beth Aidlot, and today I'm happy to welcome Ashley Hodgkinson and Tina Tuas from Clackamas Community College. Ashley is the Advanced College Credit Coordinator, and Tina is the High School Connections Academic Advisor. We'll be discussing the transition between high school and either college or the workplace. So as we begin our discussion, Tina and Ashley, may I ask you to tell us a bit about yourselves and how you became involved with your programs? And um, Ashley, may we begin with you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Thank you, Beth, and good morning. Like you said, my name is Ashley Hodgkinson, and I am the Advanced College Credit Coordinator. I spent the past about nine years in Clackamas Community College's High School Connections Office, supporting and leading various dual credit, sponsored dual credit, direct enrollment, supplemental programs, all regarding high school students and for high school students. I started my college journey in high school like a lot of the students that I work with now and participated in the very same program that I now manage and was able to complete my first year of my associate's degree while in high school participating in our ACC Advanced College Credit Program. I wish I would have done so much more, like knowing what I know now, like what I could have done. Uh, But I have been the ACC coordinator for about two years now, and I still feel like I am learning something new and exciting every week. Oh, great. That sounds fascinating. Tina, can you talk to us a little bit about yourself? Yes, thank you very much for having us. Uh, I'm Tina Tuas. I'm the High School Connections academic advisor. Uh, I started working at CCC uh, almost five years ago. I started in the Career Center um, and then started working with uh, advising and made my way from advising to the high school connections area. Um, So now what I do is I advise high school students who are dual enrolled. So they're attending both high school and college classes at the same time accounts for both. Um, I got started in this area because my daughter uh, took ACC classes at her high school and I learned about it back then. And I ended up volunteering at her high school after she graduated um, for the Aspire program. And I I worked directly with um, many high school students who were 
interested in attending college, but needed that support from, from somebody um, to help guide them through the application process, through the applying for scholarships, through uh, p- simply picking a college and where to go. So I enjoyed it so much <laughs> that um, when this high school connections position opened up, I applied for it, and I was so excited to get it. Today is my one-year anniversary in doing this oh, position. So, congratulations, <laughs> congratulations! That's thank wonderful. You. <laughs> uh, uh, thank you so much. Uh, now, your programs seem to complement each other. Uh, you are both working with high school students who are taking college-level courses, but um, Ashley, your high school students are remaining in the high school um, environment. Um, are you looking for a, a different, I mean, is I'm asking what the difference is between the two programs. Is it a different kind of student that you are seeking in your programs? Um, if, if anything, I would say it's a different way to access credit. Um, so in every high school is a little different on what they want are able to participate in. Um, so if a high school who may be a little farther out transportation-wise, might have some approved teachers to articulate courses in their high school, that might be a better option for some of our students to take advantage of, um, considering transportation requirements. Um, On the other side as well, um, some of our our partner high schools just have such a robust offering of advanced college credit classes, so those classes that are articulated in the high school by approved teachers, that they can get I mean, I did a year of my associate's degree that some schools have enough, you can get even more. Um, so they may not necessarily need to access our other program, our expanded options program in the, in the same way um, that a student from another high school. But it really kind of depends on the student and where they go and what their goals are. But I'll let Tina kind of elaborate on that for her program oh, sure. as well. Yes, Tina. Right, so um, for the expanded options program, um, Students are typically taking classes with us either in person or online, um, either online or via Zoom. Um, and so they, they have the option of taking all their classes with us and for the credits to count for both the high school and the college, uh, which is probably the, the, the most frequent with how we do do things. Um, We do have online academies that work with us, um, and those students solely take classes with us. That's that's what they do. They they are college students taking college classes that count towards their high school diploma, and when they finish, they graduate with a high school diploma and an associate's degree. We have other high schools where the students take college classes with us and also uh, take ACC classes at the same time. Um, Colton is a high school that I run into that quite frequently where they want to continue with the ACC classes, but they also would like to take an online class with us. Um, Estacada is a, a new one that is starting an early college program, and so their students uh, will be taking 12 to 14 credits a term. Uh, and the goal is for them to graduate with a high school diploma 
and an associate's degree. And the classes all fit nicely in our Associate of Arts transfer degree, our AAOT. So that's the most common one that we use. So I'll advise students with both the expanded options program, with the ACC program. We also have a CTEP program where um, it's a career technical education program where students are taking welding, for example. And so I'll advise them. And those can count towards a degree also. So we have quite a variety of, of programs that students can benefit from. It's incredible opportunities that you're offering the students. Um, you, you're bringing up all the courses that they can take. Are the students limited in any way with which courses they can take? Um, I, I'm sure they have so, to take placement exams and things like that for the writing, the math, the I don't know what other uh, departments, but yes. Right. So when I first meet with a new student, I do the placement with them. And so we do do the writing and, and the math placement. And um, using Estacada as an example, um, they're new. They're just starting this program. So I did the placements with them and then helped them plan their writing class, their math class. And then um, many of them took a health class. And some of them took either uh, Spanish, for example, or um, oh, I'm not recalling what the other class was. There was another one that was quite popular, but just whichever ones would work with their schedules. And, and many of them ended up with a schedule that was um, Monday and Wednesdays or Tuesdays and Thursdays. So that worked very well also. Oh, that's incredible. Uh, you mentioned before about online academies that you sometimes work with. Um, can you talk a little bit about them? Uh, which academies are you referring to? So there's two in particular that uh, we work with very closely. Um, Summit is one uh, out of Estacada. They, they actually have an uh, in-person school. They took over mm -hmm. the old elementary school in Eagle Creek. Mm -hmm. um, so they have in-person classes there um, for the, the students who are not in the early college program. And mm -hmm. Baker Early College is another one. That's a statewide academy, um, but they have a lot of students in our area, so they work with us specifically. Um, oh. And both both those academies, their students attend our our college full time. Oh, that's that's incredible. Now, um, some of them. Some of them are all over the state. I have a student who's over on the coast. I have another student who, who's over um, in the Dalles. Um, yeah. so they can be all over. And of course, those students are going to be taking classes online. Okay. So. so this is, this can be offered to students all over the state then. Um, um, Ashley, um, we're, we're talking about how many students are doing this. Do you see in uh, recent years that there are more students interested in this wonderful opportunities? Yeah. So, um, you know, of course, we're coming out of the pandemic. And so our, our numbers are slowly starting to creep up and rise um, mm -hmm. to pre-pandemic levels. So we haven't quite reached that yet, but we are pretty darn close. Um, but we do see this year we're offering more sections than we have in the past few years. Uh, but our duplicated enrollment last year, the first 
you know, highest in, since COVID was about 3,500 students in the Advanced College Credit Program. Um, and we have oh, a couple right. of schools up in Washington, but mainly in our um, Clackamas Community College Service District. And uh, based on enrollment trends this year, although we're not totally finished up with grading, our numbers will continue to, to climb hopefully this year. Um, so we, we've increased the number of sections offered and the overall sum of credits. So we are seeing, um, so seeing that rise, which makes me so happy that more students are taking advantage of the opportunity and, and hearing about our programs. So, so what kind of student are you looking for in these programs? Yeah, I'd like to say there's there's no right or wrong student um, for when I in my eyes uh, that participates in the ACC program. I work with students and parents all over the ranges of high achieving, low achieving, first generation, um, native English speakers, non-native English speakers, uh, four year tracks, CTE tracks, employment tracks. So. Th- I've seen it all. And I think that's one of the beautiful things about advanced college credit is that it really kind of fits the need of whatever need the student might have. Um, So whether they want to come to CCC and apply their credits directly to degrees and certificates here, if they want to get some prerequisites out of the way for a reduced cost and save some time and transfer their credits to a four-year university, they want to get to the workforce right after high school and you know, have a couple credits in their in their back pocket to fall back on. Um, I think that's all important and it's all a success in my book, whatever, wherever they take these credits. Of course, I do want to um, mention that we need to also think about intentional credits, right? So if the student uh, has a, is like, I'm going to be a nurse, I'm going to go into the nursing program at this school, and then they're thinking about maybe taking a horticulture credit. Does that fit? I don't know, but let me refer them to Tina. And Tina, you know, has the expertise on uh, figuring out and discussing with these students. Let's talk about your plans. Let's talk about your future and let's maximize your potential with these college credits. And so that's, I think, a beautiful partnership between our positions as well. I, I think that's wonderful. It sounds great. And you two uh, work together um, in different areas, but serving the needs of the students. I think that's wonderful. What I want to talk about, we've been uh, talking about students going on to college and getting college credits, but you brought up something about um, um, the students who aren't planning on going to college, but are going to enter the workforce. Um, um, tell me about those students, the benefit of, the, of one of these programs for them in terms of uh, um, starting off after high school with credentials even, I suppose? Yeah, so so the students that are interested in um, entering the workforce, uh, we, we discuss the, the, the focus areas that we offer. We have eight focus areas. Um, so I show them these focus areas where all our degrees and certificates live. And I try to discover through conversation what is their interest is it perhaps automotive or is it welding welding is one of our most popular programs Mm. and we have a lot of students that that take welding classes and so i help them and guide them towards a certificate we have a career pathways certificate uh, that a student could earn while they're still in high school Um, So that opportunity is there. Uh, When they graduate from high school, they could continue on 
into the next level of certification for welding and graduate with that and be able to get out into the workforce and get right to work. Uh, there's a lot of a lot of need for good welders at this point. So, and that's just oh, one example. Uh, automotive's another one. Mhm. 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 So, basically what y'all are saying is that um, any student can benefit from these things. Um, to ask a question, though, um, I teach at Lane uh, Community College. And so my question is, are we saying then um, that there's really no difference between high school courses and college courses? Um, I, I kind of like the implications of this. Uh, Ashley, what, what are your thoughts about this. Yeah, so I think there's definitely some differences when I'm talking about the um, advanced college credit articulated courses versus general college courses. Of course, the instructors are hired by the high school, not the college. Um, but oftentimes, for example, you have an AP literature class that spans the entire school year where students can earn college credit at the end of the year for completing all the student learning outcomes, whereas you know, uh -huh. you're, you're taking just a one, one trimester semester course in a college. Um, however, every articulated course does go through an approval process with our Clackamas Community College faculty members in that department to ensure that alignment is happening, to make sure that the student learning outcomes are being met. So that essentially, you can, you know, if you want, I, sometimes I tell the students this, like, you are doing the same, if not very similar work to our college students. You're doing, you're learning the same things. You're getting the same things out of these courses that our college students would because you're meeting uh -huh. those student learning outcomes. Uh -huh. the, the rigor is also there. Um, our high school instructors are expected to, you know, keep up with that rigor of a college course so that their experience is similar. Um, but a benefit is that you're going to do it with your friends right? In high school, so you, you know that environment. Um, and you're already completing completing the, the student learning outcomes. You might as well get the credit if it's going to be beneficial to you. Um, so I I do think there is some differences um, as far as the, the social aspect of it all and like the kind of behind the scenes. But the college course and the high school course do align and they're, they're nearly identical. It's like the co college course is being taught at the high school by an approved instructor. <laughs> I, I, I love that. Um, you bring up a really interesting point about the context. So the uh, students who are taking college level courses in high school, they're with their friends, they're in their school. And Tina, you have students who are actually going to college if they're not taking the course online. Um, does that require a greater maturity on their part? Is it a different experience? Um. It, it definitely can require uh, greater maturity. Uh, when I meet with new students, I, I give them my little pep talk, if you will, about going to college and attending college classes, what to expect. Uh, the college expects you to be a college student. They're not going to slow down. They're not going to repeat things. They're not going to give you extra credit. They're not going to give you the opportunity to turn in an assignment late or later. Uh, 
Typically, if an assignment is not turned in on time, it's a zero. And I explain this to my high school students so that going in, they they have a foundation of knowledge uh, to draw from. Um, and hopefully that'll help them be, be prepared. Now, do I see students not do so well in the college classes? Of course. Mm-hmm. Um, but overall... Um, with the students that um, I advise, which is about uh, 175 students, roughly, um, they're passing at about a 93, 94% rate. So they are doing quite well. Wow, that's fantastic. Obviously, there's a few that that have not passed their class. Um, The expanded options program works very diligently in making sure that students who um, are not passing with a 70% uh, or higher by the, the fifth week I'm reaching out to those students and I'm, I'm having a conversation with them as to, you know, what's happening. Will you be able to bring your grade up? Do you need to reach out for tutoring? Have you spoken with your instructor? And so I go through all the, the typical um, processes that a, a college student should be going through. Um, high school students still need some of that help. And mm-hmm. so that's my job is to assist them in that. Um, if by the eighth week they don't feel like they can pass the class with a 70%, then we need to talk about withdrawing from the class. If that eighth week passes and sometimes I don't hear from them until after that point, they're in a situation where they're going to be earning a grade of some sort. Oh, yes. um, so then it's, you know, should we talk about pass, no pass? Should we talk about taking an incomplete? I explain that it's entirely up to each instructor, mm-hmm. their decision on that and, and what they want to do. So um, I do work very diligently with the students to try to get them, you know, through to the eighth week with hopefully either a passing grade or um withdrawing from the class but a few escape me <laughs> even <laughs> even though I try really hard and so then we're left at you know probably some not so great grades on their transcript but <laughs> they're few and far between really well that's wonderful that's wonderful you're showing us the importance of advising for those students though of, of keeping track of them um, maybe even more than we have to for our need to for college students advising I think we we all agree is key for student success, but here I think it's it's critical here. Um, it, it leads me to another question for you, Tina, is um, we're talking about how important advising is. What are the expectations for the college instructors? First of all, do the college instructors know that these students are high school students? As far as I know, they, they don't because they're not required to submit a instructor consent form to get into the class. So Mm -hmm. they register just like any other college student would. So, um, you know, I haven't spoken with instructors to ask them directly, you know, do you know these students are only high school students? Um, But I believe that they, they figure it out. So just from a couple conversations I've, I've had. 
Yeah, I believe they figure it out. Yes, as an instructor at LCC, I have students who tell me that they are. Ah, Um, And um, I've even had students say, um, I teach writing, and uh, I've had students saying, um, well, I didn't have the benefit of four years of high school writing instruction, you know, and it's like, well, you're in college now, sweetie. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So I I agree with you. I don't think instructors are told. Um, I'm wondering, are there expectations on the instructors to alter their curriculum in any way whatsoever for these high school students? No, there is no no expectation of that at all. The, the high school students are, they're, they're expected to be treated just like any college student. So it doesn't matter their age. They need to follow the syllabus, do the assignments, take the exams, just like any other college student. Okay. Okay. And then uh, back to you, Ashley. Um, our audience for this podcast is mainly um, K through 12 educators, uh, people interested in education here. Um, how can high school teachers encourage their students? Do you have a message for the high school teachers in this? Yeah. I, I mean, I think our high school teachers are the center of our program for advanced college credit. Without them, we have no articulations and there is no opportunity uh, for these students. However, of course, it's hard to ask the instructors to do more than they're, than they're you know, already doing because, you know, they're asked to do so much and often are not receiving any additional compensation um, or, to ta- or time to work on materials, promote our program, collaborate with college faculty to ensure alignment. Um, it's a lot, but I, I feel like at, at least for my job and my role at Clackamas, it's part of my job to support our teachers the best I can, whether that be um, providing promotional materials, taking a couple of emails or phone calls from them from confused parents or students about our programs. Um, I also want to advocate for our teachers with our, you know, CCC departments and faculty um, to try to reduce those barriers to articulation, create and foster professional development opportunities and that collaborative spirit between our two schools. Um, mm-hmm. So I think if any, if I had a message for our instructors, I'd say, Lean in on your dual credit coordinators um, at the community colleges you work with because we are here to support you. We are here to help. And, um, of course, the promotion of our programs is essential to get, to get enrollment. And, and there's, there's no reason to articulate if we're not going to have students enroll and have that opportunity. So um, I just appreciate all the teachers that I work with for sure because it's, it's a lot of extra work. Okay, thank you. And uh, so, so the benefits, if we can sum up all the benefits, we've been talking about um, how I- important this program is. Um, um, maybe, Tina, you can um, talk about them in general. What, what do students get out of this? You're asking them to do a lot of work. Um, you're asking them to um, be more mature, uh, going into a different environment, get out of their comfort zone uh, in both programs, essentially. Uh, What do you say to them to encourage them in this? So I I talk to them about the advantages of earning college credit uh, early, especially because in the expanded options program, the high school is paying for their tuition and fees 
Mm-hmm. Um, every high school is different. They, they have different formats and how they decide to pay. But essentially, that's what the program is, is the high school pays for the tuition and fees. So the students can earn college credit uh, while they're still in high school and, and save a great deal of money, depending on how many credits they end up earning with us. So that's, mm-hmm. that's a true benefit right there. The other benefit is, is the, the growth of learning, all the, the learning that they gain from coming to the, the college and meeting other students and meeting faculty and participating in the other opportunities that are offered on campus. We have, you know, the associate student government, we have clubs, we, we, we put on a lot of events. And so the, the high school students can participate in, in all those uh, opportunities. So there's just a lot of, a lot of good benefits to it. Um, I do stress how much work is going to be involved. I, I give them the rule of thumb on for every credit hour you're in class, you're expected to put in about two hours of homework. And so I, you know, work that out with them so they understand because some of them also work and Mm -hmm. they think, Oh, I can, I can take four classes because four classes at high school is nothing. Um, but four classes at a community college is 16 credits generally. And that is a lot. It's a huge commitment. So I talk about the, the life balance and, you know, if they're working, you know, let's talk about how many hours you're working. When are you working? Is it just weekends? Is it weeknights? You know, are they doing sports? Many of my students participate in sports after school. And so we have to work, work around that. So I, you know, they gain a lot of maturity in just going through the process of going through a term at college. Um, the growth <laughs> I see from fall to the following spring is amazing. So oh, I imagine, I imagine, well, uh, what, your programs are offering then is a great transition between high school and either college or the workplace. And it seems as if you're making it to where they feel more comfortable and more at ease, whether they go into the workplace or whether they go to a college campus. Um, So as we, we conclude our discussion, um, I want to ask if there's anything else you'd like to share with us. Um, Ashley, is there anything else that we need to know? Um, I think we, we touched on some really good points here today. Oh, um, yes. I, I just valued our program so much. I mean, with the ACC program alone, our students saved $3.2 million in tuition, just tuition last year. And it's oh, just my goodness. the oh, my goodness. opportunity that, that we provide students and our partnerships provide students is amazing. I'm just so proud to do, to do what I do every day. So thanks for the opportunity to share a little more about our worlds. I will. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, Tina, do you have anything to add? No, I think, I think we've covered it pretty thoroughly. Um, I just would reiterate what Ashley said that, you know, the programs that we offer are great opportunities and, and we hope to grow these programs so that more students will benefit from them. And, um, 
we'll have more and more students uh, available to take college level classes. And, um, you know, Washington has the, um, oh, I forget what that's called up there. Running Start. Running Start. That's it. They have Running (laughs) Start and they've had that for years because I used to live in Washington. And I can only hope that, that we get to that level where students who want to participate, not everybody does, but for the students who want to participate and earn a diploma alongside uh, an associate's degree, have that opportunity. So Ashley and I work together very well. We do our, our planning, you know, figuring out what how students can benefit most from her ACC classes mm-hmm. and my expanded options classes and really put together, you know, some good programs for them. Well, thanks to the efforts of you two and people like you in the programs, it seems like we're off to a really good start here. Um, Thanks for telling us about the benefits of the programs. And um, thanks to the listeners for tuning in to our OEA Grow podcast. We'll be back next week with yet another way in which we educators have connections and are all in this together. Thanks for listening. For more OEA professional learning opportunities, visit grow.oregonad.org.